Hi, everyone. My name is Yosef Siegel, and welcome to this week's edition of the AMM Torah Podcast. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Truma, and let's get right into it. So Parsha's Truma begins a series of Parshios detailing the design and the construction of the Mishkan. We have this week Truma, next week Tetzave, a little bit of a break in Kisisa, and then continuing on in Bayakha where we really get into so many details of how the Mishkan, uh, the architecture of the Mishkan, what materials were used, what they were used for, the exact designs of how this fit into this, and this one here, and this one there, and there's this little Kanech and that little Kanech. And if you think about it, it's really um, surprising that the Torah goes into this much detail. Uh, after all, it's not it's not one of the 613 mitzvahs. It's not a mitzvah that we need to know nowadays. This was a one-time deal. They built the Mishkan and that was it. And that was always the intended purpose. So why do we need to know exactly what materials were used? Why do we need to know exactly how each utensil looked, each one of the kalim looked like? For the most part, if you even look at it, we can't really figure out how they looked exactly anyway. There's so many machlokusim. Um, and even Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't figure out how certain things looked, uh, like the menorah, for example, without actually seeing a picture of them. So we're supposed to figure it out? It's one thing, you know, at the time that people needed to know all these things because they were putting the Mishkan together. But why would the Torah include these partios in the final version, right, in the book that we have, if there's nothing really in there for us to know? And therefore, it's got to be that it is important for us to know all these details. And I think if you really look at the last two partios uh, uh, in Parshas Yisra and Parshas Mishpatim, Parshas Yisra, we hear the Asaras and Dibros which it means that we meet Hashem and we commit ourselves to becoming the Am Nivchar, the chosen nation. We accept the Torah, we accept everything that comes with that. We accept Him as our God. And then, as we spoke about last week, Parshas Mishpatim follows that up and it gives us the structure of law which is vital to a developing society. So if we're going to accept that the Mishkan details are important for us to know, it would follow then that as the next Parsha in line following these last two ideas, so these details are also important for the development of a nation. And they are just waiting for us to discover them. That's what I want to talk about in this week's Torah Torah. So the Mishkan, basically the actual Mishkan was a building, a relatively small building, and had two rooms. One room was the Kodesh Kodeshim with the Aaron Kodesh, and the other room uh, had the uh, the Shulchan, the Menorah, and the Mizbech Chazav. And then outside there was a courtyard with the uh, Mizbech Nachoshes. And then surrounding this courtyard was a giant wall. And the columns for this wall were made of uh, Atzei Shitim, which, uh, which we translate as Acacia word. Acacia word, I'm not really sure how you translate that. Uh, if you look in Perich Vav, Pasuk Tezvav, Tezvav, uh, you'll see that the Pasli tells you that they were made of Atzei Shitim. And Rashi over there brings a medrash which tells an interesting story behind these trees. Where did these trees come from? So, actually, they have a pretty cool origin story. Yaakov Avinu came down to Mitzrayim, and he planted these trees when he got there for the sole purpose that Bnei Israel should cut them down when they leave and take them into the desert to be used for the Mishkan. Now, Rashi doesn't bring the whole story that's found in that medrash. If you look in the medrash itself, um, I think it's Bereshus Rabbah, Parshat Sadidalid, Os Dalid. I believe that is where it is. I haven't had a chance to see it inside, but I believe that's where it is. So the medrash tells of a even earlier origin story, which is that Avraham planted Atzei Shitim in Be'er Sheba, near his house. 
And before he went down to Mitzrayim, Yaakov visited those trees. He took them down to Mitzrayim, replanted them in Mitzrayim, again, for the express purpose that Bnei Yisrael should use them when they left uh, Mitzrayim. And the obvious question on the story is why? Why did Yaakov need these trees from Avram? Why uh, couldn't the Bnei Israel plant trees on their own when they got down to Mitzrayim? Why couldn't they take trees that uh, were already in Mitzrayim from the Egyptians? You know, there's so many ideas behind that. So Yaakov Kamenetsky gives uh, two answers to this question. And um, the first answer is a really cool answer, which is not necessarily Shaykh to the Mishkan, uh, but I want to say it over anyway. And then the second answer is about the Mishkan. So he explains that in his first answer that Yaakov planted these trees uh, for a psychological effect. Hashem had promised Yaakov that uh, he would bring the Bnei Yisrael out of Mitzrayim. And while Yaakov Avinu trusted that promise would be fulfilled, and he gave over that promise to his children, he also wanted to give them a constant sign that they should be prepared, that they should know that soon they're going to leave Mitzrayim, that there is going to come a time where they're going to leave. And the sign for this was the trees. If Bnei Israel ever doubted or forgot about the time that they would eventually leave Mitzrayim, they could look at these trees and remember that Yaakov Avinu had promised them from Hashem that they would eventually leave. And what is so important about these trees? Because these trees are very important for when you leave Mitzrayim. And that's why Yaakov says, I brought these trees all the way from Eretz Yisrael so that you could take them out. Because when you leave Mitzrayim and you're going to become the chosen nation, these trees are going to have a very, very important purpose. So that's the first explanation. Now, the, f- the one question we had earlier, which the first answer uh, doesn't, uh, doesn't uh, explain, is why Yaakov had to take Davka Avram's trees. Why couldn't he plant his own trees when he got down to Mitzrayim? And Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky explains like this. The Mishkan was meant to be a place, Vishachanti Besocham. It was meant to be a place where Hashem could rest his Shechina on this earth. And as such... It was only proper that the materials used to build the Mishkan be from the most precious materials in the world. But not just in the quality, expense, rarity of these materials, not just the fact that they were gold and silver, the most precious materials in the world, but also in the intent behind these materials, the purpose behind these materials. What do I mean by that? We said earlier that these Atzeshitim were originally planted by Avraham in Beersheba. Where did Avraham plant them? He planted them by his inn in Beersheba. The Pasuk tells us that Avram built an inn so that people could always have a place to stay. That was Avram's midav chesed, hachnasas orchim. So from the moment these trees were planted, they were intended to be a source of kindness for all. They were intended to be there as shade outside the, outside the inn. Maybe he also built, maybe he took some of the trees and built the inn with those trees themselves. But these trees, the makar, the shoresh, the origin of these trees was embedded in kindness. Their shoresh was in the ways of Hashem. And therefore Yaakov felt that he needed those trees. He needed Avram's trees. The only wood fit for the mishkan was wood planted with the express purpose in mind of increasing the glory of Hashem in this world, of bringing chesed into this world, of doing what Hashem wanted. And then these trees would follow B'nai Israel to Mitzrayim and out of Mitzrayim, and then when they got to their actual mission, their, their mission was actually to house the glory of Hashem, the glory of Hashem that was increased in this world through their planting. When they were finally put into a structure, it was to then house that glory. Really, what, what an amazing idea. And that's, that's why uh, Yaakov wanted those trees, and that's why Moshe was commanded to use those trees. And in fact, Rabbi Yaakov goes further, and he explains that 
we learned in uh, the end of Parshas Mishpatim that you're not allowed to use uh, stones. Uh, you're not allowed to use stones for the Mishkan, for the excuse me, for the uh, for the Mizbeach, or cut stones for the Mizbeach with any sort of metal. And that's because metal is a destructive material. It's used in war. It's used in other things too. But one of the things it's used for is weapons, uh, which shortens a person's life. And the whole purpose of the of the Mishkan, the whole purpose of the Mizbeach, was to allow a person's life to be extended, to bring shalom to the world. And therefore, this wood, whose soul, whose origin was in Chesed. It was the only wood fit for the construction of the Mishkan. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. For any questions, comments, or to subscribe to the email newsletter, please email me at amemtorah at gmail.com. That's A-I-M-E-M-T-O-R-A-H at gmail.com. The email newsletter will give you updates for Amem Torah, as well as the written version of the Dvar Torah in your inbox, along with an MP3 download of this podcast. The podcast is also available on iTunes. Just search for the AMM Torah podcast or my name, Yosef Siegel. Please check out the blog itself, oldideasforthemodernmind.blogspot.com, where you can get the written version of this week's Dvar Torah, as well as the archived versions of the previous eight years of AMM Torah Divrei Torah. Please check out my website, hashkafahandbook.com, where this podcast is hosted, and learn more about my book, Reality Check, A Handbook of Hashkafa. And finally, please check us out on social media. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash amemtorah and on Twitter, Twitter handle at amemtorah. That's A-I-M-E-M-T-O-R-A-H. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening and have a great job.